wrong with you, kid? I don't have time for your bullshit, Billy. What do you want? I told you before, this stage is no place for your personal shit, man. <laughs> That's life, man. Life my ass, motherfucker. This is a business, and you ain't too far gone to see that yet. I told you before, you're not packing them like you used to. Nobody digs your music but yourself. Fuck off! Yeah, okay. Just like your old man. Yeah, you gotta tell me I'm wrong. You're not blind. Look around you. No one's digging you. Oh, buddy. What a fucking waste. But, like father, like son. Lay off that. Let me give you some good advice, Junior. Your music makes sense to no one but yourself. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Welcome back, everyone, to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where I think Prince is the man, and I wonder if Kaylee is also a fan. I'm Ryan. (laughs) And I'm Kaylee. Don't get my seat all wet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's the quote of this week's film, Purple Rain, starring Prince and Apollonia, 1984 film, um, which is basically a long music video for Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yeah. Uh, also produced by the Irma God Gooseburps uh, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Irma God Purple so, yeah, Rain. Um, God, I don't know where to start with this one. I don't know where to start. Uh, girl, uh, what <laughs> What did I just watch? <laughs> I'm so shocked and I guess, confused. I guess we have to start with our usual format. So mm-hmm, let's do some summaries mm-hmm. real quick. Let's get that shit out of the way. So I'm going to give you, this looks like a legit old ass VHS back of the box here. So, um, and it's, it's a little fuzzy. So forgive me if I fuck something up, uh, <laughs> take a richly human story of survival and triumph, a now soundtrack, a, a now soundtrack. That's what it says, guys. Whoa. Okay. Comma, a now soundtrack by some of the hottest bands around <laughs> and the startling brooding presence of 24 year old rock superstar Prince, the oh man who God. lived the music. And you've got Purple Rain, which according to Rolling Stone, may be the smartest, most spiritually ambitious rock and roll movie ever made. (laughs) This is the passionate, behind-the-scenes stuff that rock and roll dreams are made of. A pulsating slice of rock, semi-autobiographical film starring Prince as The Kid, a Minneapolis club musician known for his lightning guitar riffs and flash fire vocals. Seems like they were going to have more adjectives coming there. Mm-hmm. All right. As alienated as 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 he is talented. <laughs> are you okay? As alienated as he is talented. Uh-huh. Wow. The two are mutually exclusive. The kid struggles with both a tumultuous home life and his own smoldering anger while taking refuge in his music and his steamy love for sultry <laughs> Apollonia Cotero? Did they ever say her last name in this? Lead singer of the uh, Camisole Chic Apollonia 6. Camisole Chic. Camisole. It's uh, like an undershirt that's got lace. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Okay. We're not done yet. Oh, girl. Okay. What was the last long one we had like this? Um, John, we were watching something with him. We were indeed. Yeah. Uh, All right. This turbulent, gutsy film sizzles, sees, and rocks in a... In a way few rock films ever have. <laughs> it rocks in a way few rock films 
films ever had. All rock films rock. Name a rock film that do not rock. Even the one with Mark Wahlberg rocks. I'm, I have to apologize to the audience if you expect me to get through this one as smoothly as we attempt to usually. But this is I have to comment as we go along here. This is crazy. Rocks in a way few rock films ever have. Hot-blooded P- Prince and... His band, The Revolution, give electrifying performances of songs like the exhilarating Let's Go Crazy, I Would Die For You, the plaintive classic When Doves Cry, and of course, Purple Rain. And other hits. <laughs> the Prince right there. How do you say, and of course, Purple Rain and other hits from the best-selling Warner Brothers record soundtrack album of the same name? It's not a soundtrack album, is it? Um, is it? Is it? Whoa. I don't know. This begins the nerve that this film has touched, everyone. Mm-hmm. This film has touched nerves. Oh. Big time. Whoa. This is so, not the only thing. Let's this just film start with that. Um, they're classifying this as a soundtrack album mm-hmm. when I thought that they just made the movie kind of for the record. Uh, when has that ever happened before? Oh, wait. It's not over. Okay. Hailed by Newsweek as the new Prince of Hollywood, Prince, oh shit, (laughs) Prince and Purple Rain will reign over Rockdom for some time to come. That's true. Reign over Rockdom for some time to come. (laughs) Some time to come. Some time to come. Um, (laughs) Um, I hope this this, uh, show that I do with you, Kaylee, uh goes on for some time to come. (laughs) In honor of Prince, some time to come. Yeah. I hope it does, too. All right. I need your summary on this. Okay. After that lengthy uh, summary, back of the box thing. Uh, I I do not intend this episode to go long, but it might. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about Prince and very little about the film. Um, But hopefully a lot about the film. I've got things to say. Where's your summary at? All right. My summary is this. I have two of them. They are both short. Number one, Prince's Xanadu. Number two, it's hard out here for women. That's my summary. Hmm. I, I definitely appreciate the diversity of your presentation. Thank you. And I see where you're coming from. I mean, it reads kind of like Xanadu, right? It's Well, I think that's the most apt. I, I think um, if you could somehow combine the two, uh, I think you're like spot on. Right, that's why you have to you, like it, it's hard. It's hard to mm-hmm. this movie is the combination of those things. So I don't know how else you could combine those two. This is bizarre. It's huge. It is a massive undertaking just watching this movie. I cannot imagine what it was like to sit down and plan this and then make this. Don't get my seat all wet. (laughs) It's so much. Um, Wow. Just wow. The dancing and everything and the way that the music just kind of like piles on top of it each other like there's so much music in this movie that it crams and it is um occasionally dogpiled yeah for anybody who hasn't seen this yet there there are basically full versions of almost every song from the album in the movie and that's why it reads kind of like xanadu right like but um, it's you know is xanadu like that where it's yeah it's music music on top of music and they're dancing and it's performance yes um word 
And, and if I remember correctly, I haven't seen Xanadu in a really long time, and I don't plan to watch it anytime soon. What I recall from that movie is that the muses end up uh, coming to life. And in this weird kind of way, I've always pictured Prince as this like ethereal, otherworldly, almost alien. As you should. Being. Yes. But I also picture him as like Plato's third gender. Follow me mm, here for a second. I, I'm following all of this. So in, yeah. I, I'm going to get real nerdy, in Plato's Symposium, that's one of the first written representations we have of a non-binary gender. Dope. They call it the third gender. And that in my head has always been Prince. So I just want to start off by asking, what are P Prince's pronouns? Who knows? So that I can come correct. I, I, I think he's a he. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just, wow. The, uh, I don't know very much about Prince. I'm putting that out there. I know. So I guess that is the best place to start here. Um, I, normally I would explain why I'm bringing this here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, as we talk about this though, I think that will be revealed. I don't think I need to really say a whole lot about why I'm introducing this other than this is one of my earliest memories of all time. Like, I don't know a whole lot other than this. Watching this movie or listening to... Both. The songs. Okay. Listening to the songs, seeing this film. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first things I remember seeing. I mean, like Thriller, uh, this, um, early, you know, just MTV stuff, some certain movies and things. But this is this has been with me as long as I can remember is the point. This explains so much. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I now, instantly see it, and I get it. I haven't seen this in at least 15 years, though. Wow. For any reason or just... Well, who knows? I, that That's something that may we may have to talk about because uh, this does, again touch some nerves so uh this was an know. emotional viewing yeah big time um well let's let's just start with the fact that um prince is gone and that means a lot to me i yeah. initially just the first moments of this film got really emotional seeing him and um yeah it sucks like real hard <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, Prince was the best and I don't like that he can't still make music um, I think he is but I mean that's me getting into my own personal beliefs I think there is no possible universe in which this person is not continually still somehow well his energy and his music. inspiration are everywhere so right. you know in that in that way he still lives on but uh, yeah, it just fucking sucks, man, because I thought he was amazing. He's one of the few artists we had that wasn't super complicated. He was complicated, sure, but uh, not in any ways that were like hurtful to other people, I guess, more in a like understanding him way. Like he was a confusing person and I, I can't speak mm. for, you know, all of the experiences, but he doesn't seem to be troubling more people than himself. Wow. Okay. Wow. And he, given what I have learned in this movie, is troubled. And mm -hmm. I was surprised by that. I thought this was going to all be like upbeat. And um, I don't know. I, I somehow thought that this was going to be less personal, but it is a deep insight into his upbringing and, yeah. and his life. 
And wow, that's vulnerable. That's this so might be painful. a really heavy episode. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what to say here. Yeah, we'll put the point. trigger warnings um, in the um, description, of course. So if you haven't checked our description, please do. Um, yeah. I try my best to um, put any possible trigger warnings in there. We've had a couple of episodes where um, we do get into some heavier stuff. I would like to jump into the intro and just explain the movie a little bit. Oh my God. Like, I, okay, I wrote three sentences when I was watching the intro to this movie. It's like this big scene, everybody's like dancing, he's performing at this club, and it's like just lots of flash sequences and stuff, and I wrote down three sentences. I see Prince's face, and I write, so safe, so excited. I immediately know this is somebody I can be safe with, right? This is somebody who accepts (laughs) whatever queerness, whatever weirdness I got going on. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Somebody weird like me, got it. And I'm so excited to see where this is gonna go. And then I wrote, Prince is the only man I wanna be. I don't wanna be a man. I don't, I don't want to be a man at all, but I see Prince and I'm like, oh my God, I want to be that. That's... Spoken by many a young man. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. And then I wrote, get me to a concert. Like, oh my yeah. God. Like I just, yeah. we've been living in the pandemic and everything. I, I don't know where you listener are in the universe. If we have overcome this pandemic at that if point. If you're one of those fools going to massive concerts and spreading COVID. <laughs> <laughs> If you are one of those fools, stop listening. Just go somewhere else. Listen to something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm okay with that. I mean, it's been a minute since I've like been in the pit, you know, like experiencing music and and being in a large group of people I don't know, but still feeling so safe and and like we're all there for a common goal, right? I miss that feeling so much. And, and this just drew me back into that whole idea. I miss being at the Broadberry in Richmond, and this scene is like the Broadberry. It's so interesting you're talking about that, considering we are about to go to a bunch of fucking concerts. We are. We're finally coming out of the pandemic. We got that vax. Yeah. Don't come for me in the comments. I got my shots. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're excited to finally like go out to shows again. Um, and we've got two coming up and I'm just like, I'm so fucking pumped. I just now. demonize people for going to big concerts. And, <laughs> I know. I know. You know. I was like, uh, sir. Yeah. I don't want to go to these things. <laughs> I do. Oh, like is that bad? I am such a social person and this whole pandemic has just, you know, I want to go to them, but it seems hard. irresponsible. Yeah. It feels irresponsible. Totally. Especially one is going to be like, you know, standing room only, kind of like the venue that they show yeah, but in this Casey. movie. We got like proper seats and stuff. We go in and seeing Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. They just sent out the email today being like, yo, you will have your vaccination yeah. We'll paperwork. probably have to cut all of this. Even yeah. my rant on people. That's fine. Um, but yeah, either way, uh, we are looking at a lot of concert footage uh, at the top here, and it is Let's Go Crazy. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest Prince songs I know of all this time. one, yeah. Uh, uh, did you know that Elevator in that song is the equivalent of Devil? Don't no. let the devil get you down. Oh no, let's go. No, I didn't know this that. Is, a, a lot of his stuff is uh, very spiritual and religious. Face, but he changes the lyrics because the labels wanted him to. 
Mm. They didn't want him to say the devil. But he's so sexy. And I don't think religious and sexy go together. Wait a minute, though. Um, I think a lot of people have done this or tried this at the very least uh, to combine sexuality and religion, at least for their own benefit Jonas Brothers the Bonus Brothers the Bonus Brothers they started out as a Christian band Bonus Later Brothers <laughs> right it, it, not yet <laughs> the Wait Till Marriage Brothers um, <laughs> the, the, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Not Yeti to get sexies uh, Not Yeti Spaghettis oh Not Yeti for the spaghetti you not <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this spaghetti. Back off my noodle. Well, oof. <laughs> Spaghetti's never good. That's not no. a good sexual metaphor at no, all. No, it's not. Well, I mean, it could be messy like spaghetti. Spaghetti is more of an orgy in Let's my mind. Let's leave pasta all the way out of sexuality. <laughs> if spaghetti is sex, it is an orgy. <laughs> is that a type of pasta? Orgy, orgy? spaghetti? <laughs> Or Jalini. <laughs> there you go. Or Jaunty. Or Jaunty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway. Anywho. Um, what so, are we talking about? Well, <laughs> we were talking about Let's Go Crazy and how great that was. Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's see. He's very sexy, but also very religious. Got it. Yeah. Weird, is but that, okay. Is that apparent from the beginning, though? Um, no, I do not get religion at all from this viewing. Right. Because um, it's coded, like they have to switch the terminology. But if he said devil, like you would probably think this is religious now. No, <laughs> right? I, I don't. I no? don't think I would. Don't let the devil get you down. Oh, no, let's go. No, I that sounds like some churchy shit. It does sound like churchy shit, but I don't think the devil is exclusively the churches to own. I do. I do think that if he's talking about the white man, ah, don't let the like white a, devil. It's some public enemy type shit. I no, like I'm, it. I'm all okay. about it. Okay. Uh, but he's not. I mean, no. I know for a fact. Or, I mean, I can't say I know for a fact. I've read several times in different places that he intended it to be the devil. Um, and he, he was, uh, religious. So, um, cool. he, I, I think he was, um, what do they call that? Uh, Presbyterian. Uh, no, no, no. Catholic. They knock on your door. Uh, Mormon? Yeah. No. The other one. Lutheran. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> A Jehovah's Witness. There you go. Okay. There you go. Um, Either way, let's go crazy. Yeah. Let's go crazy for God probably. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and I think the craziest thing about the song is the end. It's dumb good. It, he does that. Wait, wait, just, wait. One more time. How? Wait. I go higher. Okay. I'm so sorry, no, everyone. I, I should have just broken out a guitar and played it as if I could. Um, <laughs> I think the end of that song is so fucking amazing. Okay, but then it gets real weird. Um, like immediately, like while he's doing the guitar bits, it's like flashing to all of these different like faces with lots of like very David Bowie makeup. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And then we see Apollonia yeah. and we get the weirdest Prince male gaze I have <laughs> ever seen. He like walks up to this one woman. He walks. Um, sees Apollonia's name on a card 
and is like, yeah, name, cool, her, stares her down and then walks behind her and just stands there with sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. Pourquoi? Why? Why? Why would someone do this? That was super it's odd. Very uncomfortable. Apollonia, though. Apollonia is cute. I like yeah. that. Do you know the etymology there? Do you do you understand the reference? Um, worshipper of Apollo. Is that what it is? Okay. I think so. Um, I could be totally wrong, but um, that's my best guess. <laughs> I have a note that says balconography. <laughs> <laughs> The dance in the balcony. That's okay, a, that's what it is. That's yeah. They have a uh, a dance se segment during mm -hmm. one of the or the initial performance. The no, Let's no, Go no. Crazy? It's during Morris Day's performance. That's what it is. I have no context for who Morris Day is, but I look over at you and I'm like, this is giving me Richard, Lil, and Pryor. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't. I don't know who this is. Who is this? You were excited because he was in it. I was because he kind of looked like little Richard but we said the and name Richard Morris Day and you were like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know anything really about this person, but I have heard this name a ton before. Okay. I'm just not familiar with this body of work. It was more like a, oh, my God, I get to learn something new. Not like a, oh, my God, I love this person. I see. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Morris Day in the time. Okay. Never heard of him? No. Well, right. of course, I've heard of them, but I, I don't know them. I'm just cool. Um, they pretty much all of their hits are in this movie. Okay. Except for, you know, a few other classic songs that they do, but I, don't, I wouldn't call them hits. Most of their hits are here. Uh, they're good, but they're not cool. And I mean, like, I didn't grow. Excuse me. I know. I know, girl. Like, hang excuse tight. Excuse me. I did not grow up in the 80s, but this to me is what dads at weddings You best dance to like. watch your step right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> right now? Right you now. You best to watch the territory in which you might be upon the steps. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying. Careful. I'm saying. Um, these dance moves is not cool mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. He's giving me like Urkel. Like he's holding his very high-waisted pants um, and, and doing like a little dance with them. And it's it's very Urkel to me. I just, um, I am concerned. Okay, listen. Okay. <laughs> As if there's anything else to do here. Mm -hmm. But listen. Mm -hmm. Morris Day in the Time. Is the funkiest, coolest shit <laughs> you could ever fucking see. I mean, like Little Richard, though. Oh boy. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right, Prince develops all of these acts. These are all things that he has developed. Wait, wait, wait. So Prince develops Morris Day in the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Morris Day is a drummer, and um, uh. They play in bands together, and at some point, he ends up making him... He, he forms a band, mm -hmm. The Time, mm -hmm. and I think Morris Day was the drummer, and then it didn't work out with the lead singer, so he forces Morris Day to be the lead singer. Oh. Uh, and then just shit unfolds from there, like the whole act about bringing out the mirror and everything, which is fucking fantastic. Oh my God. When he steps out of the car 
and the guy already has the mirror there and mm-hmm. he does like a little hair check and then mm-hmm. throws the comb. I'm like, this man. It's a bit. Wow. Right? I think it's one of the classic bits. It's wrestling. Okay. Yeah. It's very like yes. Ric Flair. I think that's where he got it. Okay. I, I honestly think that's where he got it from. I am all about this. This is really cool. I, I feel like I, I heard that somewhere, but anyway, or Reddit or anyway. Um, either way, it, yes, you're. It, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and then the mirror makes an appearance on stage. Like, that element was really cool. It was really just like the dance moves, the balconography, if I may, um, Yeah, was weird. But they have choreography in the balcony. At the end of the movie, they do this song where he's like a seagull saying hallelujah, and he's like flapping oh, wee, wings. Oh, wee, oh. Yeah. I think I want to know you, know you. It's called The Bird. Okay, and he is dancing like a bird not the bird um not yeah. Yeah. no oh, um on. i'm gonna pull out uh, some lord lyrics and say out? i'm gonna pull out <laughs> thank god uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say um i'm kind of tired of being told to stick my hands up in the air um i i don't i don't like these uh dances where the lead singer is telling the audience to do a weird dance <laughs> Cool. Yes. Do we? That was a very like '80s thing too. '80s and '90s. They really wanted to create a dance for everything. Um. They yeah. thought that was the the way to break. I guess it was. I guess it was because what is the way to break now? A TikTok, right? Okay. Yeah. That's like the modern day dance floor. Hmm. Well, we're all in our homes. Yeah. Because of COVID. But we're not because we're socializing it. So that's the, it's the dance floor. Right, right, right. Your bedroom is your dance floor. Well, TikTok is right. the, you know, the, pla- whatever uh, social media platform you're using is the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Morris Day. Now I know who this is. Thank you. Bam. Cool. Um, oh, we, oh, we, oh. I did like two seconds of research after watching this movie and found out that Wendy and Lisa are actually musicians and they do actually. The revolution, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very cool. I, they did not write Purple Rain, though. Okay. This movie would lead you to believe that they wrote that. So why and did Prince, Prince basically like ripped it off? Why did Prince write? Did Prince write this movie? Who wrote this? Well, he clearly had a lot of influence and input. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. like, why why would he give the song to someone else? I think it's to illuminate how lonely and um, kind of control freaky he is <laughs> and how that affects the people in his world. He is so self-absorbed because he has to be to protect himself from his family life and from Mm. the competition so he has to toughen up by being cold to people um and he just has no warmth anywhere so in his world he's very protective for you to give him a song is like well it better be good one yeah (laughs) but it was a way of breaking down and actually reaching out to another person finally it's just a narrative construct even with yeah oh all this is representative of larger issues in his world they're all a you know condensed version of larger um events right like several things condensed condensed into one um several relationships condensed into one person that type of thing um 
kind of like the Wu-Tang thing we're watching, right? Yeah, and, where like all of Riz's sisters are one sister. Yeah, yeah, except I think this is an extreme, extreme version of that. So he has to basically pretend that these uh, bandmates write this song that in real life he actually wrote just to show that in real life it was a difficult thing for him to overcome connecting with his band members and making them equals as opposed to him just dominating everything mm, okay. so that was the best way in a movie i think to convey that connection as opposed to in real life it was probably just like hey i'm gonna be nicer to you guys <laughs> yeah yeah like I, and, and i'll let you play a solo in it's not I'm, I'm playing your song, but like you can do your little flourish here that you wanted to do that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think it's representative of, of smaller things that built up over time in reality, but they have to make it more powerful in a, a narrative sense. My interpretation was that it was symbolic of him um, accepting women and accepting women on like an equal playing field. Damn, right? that's there too. Because it's two women that bring him this song. He only consents to it after his dad shoots himself. His father was very mean to his mother and yeah, yeah. Um, not respecting women at all. Yeah, yeah, and then the song ends up um, getting him back his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So... I, I thought it was like a nod to like, yeah, women are equal and it seems kind of patronizing. Um, Considering now, how he treats women, but all that's all that's intentional because he's it, maybe I'm just like my father. Maybe I'm just like my mother. It, he's playing on all that stuff until he learns the lessons, but he learns the lessons so late in, in the film that it, I don't know. It doesn't resonate well enough for yeah, me. Yeah, It's Greece, you know, yeah. um, we don't have a change of heart for any of the characters until like the last scene. Yeah. Um, the final song and dance mm -hmm. is what changes everybody. Uh, I, that's cool. I just don't think narratively it's a good way to resolve a movie. Yeah. Um, and, and it definitely did leave me with like this Cinderella feeling, you know, like what happens after the wedding? Um, you know, what happens after the shoe fits? Let's break down Cinderella feeling. Mm -hmm. Is that the feeling of a slipper falling off? No, 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 no. It's uh, the reality, oh. right? Okay, so we have that this... Is, that's the metaphor, though. We have this magical moment <laughs> right? where... It's the, not a... It's a foot. <laughs> right, right. We have this magical moment where, you know, the shoe fits and the prince finds this girl but the girl is a servant she has no idea how to act she in afoot. Uh, she afoot she has no idea how to act in a, a royal setting you don't know how to act in a royal setting right but it's like what is the reality after this fairy tale ending this is this movie gave me a fairy tale ending it gave me the slipper but it didn't give me you know, a, a takeaway message it didn't give me reality um can we talk about the motorcycle what motorcycle? Um, Prince's motorcycle. The only one. Okay. He's fucking Batman. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just last episode uh, watched the Batman uh, music video that Prince did. And I think it was crazy as shit to see him kind of becoming Batman in some ways in this movie. He ends up riding in on this motorcycle at one point and rescuing Apollonia from Morris Day. Yeah. Um, 
he, he literally is Batman. Purple I just, Batman. I, yeah, purple Batman. But Minneapolis Batman, Batman. Batman has purple to him, so. Well, he's the Minneapolis version of Batman. He can't be the exact same Batman. Right. Yeah. He's black and purple. Yeah. Yeah. Batman is like kind of gray and purple he in the original. He also wears a higher collar. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he does. In the poofier shirt. Do costuming in general? Okay, I feel like cool motorcycle. We talked about it. Um, uh, costuming, I could spend hours on. Um, mm-hmm. The eighties are so fucking confusing. There is lace everywhere. There are insane collars. At one point, Prince is wearing what I think is underwear, like women's lacy underwear over on his, his face. eyes. Yeah. Um, the women come out, um, Apollonia's group come out in just lingerie. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and do a whole number. Why? Um, Wendy is wearing a pair of shorts that are like an insane denim bathing suit bottom. <laughs> it's like, what are these cuts? And then, like, insane even... <laughs> denim bathing suit bottom sounds like a punk band. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I love it. Um, they're very feminist, like, uh, like cat power. We're insane denim bathing suit bottom. <laughs> yeah. Um, we came here to swim in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Morris Day is also, uh, just. A, a clusterfuck of weirdness. There are like animal prints and like the thinnest of ties. Yeah, I am disappointed in your perception here of Morris Day because I find him to be a king. I've always loved Morris Day. Mm. Uh, the whole bit that he does—it's a bit. The whole thing's yeah, a bit. Yeah, totally. And if, when you understand that Prince actually put all of these groups together, yes, the, uh, Apollonia in the six or whatever, uh, all that stuff. Um, He's designed these bands and these groups, and he put them in the movie so they'd get some marketing, so they'd be successful. That is brilliant. Um, the man wrote so prolifically that he had had to create other groups to put his music out. Yeah. That's... I, I can't tell you how inspiring that is. He is like Stanley creating comic books. It's what the RZA is- did. Too many different characters, too many different personas or ideas for bands or band names. Think of the parallels here. There Mm -hmm. are so many people that have done this intentionally or not, um, whether their peers are inspired by Prince. There are people that do this and they're literally fucking gods. These people inspire and plant seeds and create things everywhere they go. Yeah. He he's a magician. And there's no better evidence of this. He's 24 years old when he makes this. Oh, my God. Yeah. You said that in the summary. And I was just shocked. Like, he's so young. It hurts Mm -hmm. how in touch with what he does and what he can do at this point in his life. You know, it's like, yeah, I found myself very emotional watching this for so many reasons and i thought it was going to be difficult to get through this conversation honestly and uh the fact that we're not going through the movie beat for beat is probably important to that because i don't really want to talk about a lot of this stuff here it's not really the point of that uh, although the point of this show is that so without getting into the details of it 
uh, I will say that a lot of this stuff resonates with me and I wonder uh, how influenced by this I am. This being something that I have remembered since I can remember. Uh, and becoming a musician and experiencing uh, domestic abuse in my world and the timing of it all uh, happening so close to probably having viewed this film. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an interesting thing for me to try to map out time-wise. Um, and I, I am in therapy myself, and I talk to my therapist about uh, the congruous and timely and um, similar, similar things that happen uh, in my world versus the worlds of the people that I look up to and um, ideologize. I mean, how else do I put that? Idolize. I, idolize, yeah. yeah, yeah. Idolize. I mean, these are super important artists in my world and I consider myself an artist. So uh, I always wonder, am I following them in some way or are our lives just similar? And uh, for in this situation, there's no way that I could have made the choices. So it's a uh, heartbreaking um, connection for, for me. And, um, you wonder if things push you in directions. Uh, I don't know what this, I don't know what this is all I can say. I, my, my super hippie perception of it is that the universe gives us what we need. Um, when I'm five. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think when I'm six, seven, eight, I think even I beyond my hippie perception, the brain will find symbolism. The brain will find things that it needs in order to help it understand what's going on around you. So we look for these heroes who are like us, who we can um, relate to or ideally become. But the extra problem here is that my mother is super into this, right? And, and mm. her twin sister, and they're sharing this stuff with me, and it's important to them. So I also have that connection of it meaning something to them. Mm -hmm. And that's a weird part of it. Like, I have my own experience with it, but at the same time, like, it reminds me of them. There are more characters than just prints to see yourself in. Obviously. Yeah, I, I think there are aspects of this that relate to me. There are aspects of this that would relate to somebody who is not, uh, fortunately, has not experienced domestic violence or, you know, a flawed system um, that hypersexualizes women or um, uh dealing with forces outside of your own control. There are so many relatable elements to this. And this is why uh, at one point in the movie, I got kind of, um, I don't know, taken out of the magic of it because the director of the club is like, nobody likes your music anymore. Um, it's too personal. Yeah. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Some of the most personal music I listen to means the most to me. I have no 
idea what the full context of like Bixby Canyon Bridge is to um, the death cab for Cutie. I, I have no context of what Sarah said for death cab for cutie but i know what it means to me it's something that i use to help me understand you know losing somebody even if it is so hyper personal that makes it all the more powerful that makes it all the more relatable it makes it human you know it's not just like and i'll pick a random band to trash on so please don't hate if you love this band but it's not like walk the moon or bastille or imagine dragons who are just throwing out these like rock anthems that are you know incredibly produced but so blank and so devoid of personality makes, but everybody makes self-indulgent content sure totally i mean you have to sell especially if you're successful in some way totally you're you're gonna end up making and i shouldn't say everybody but for the most part um like i could just i watched the documentary uh about the guy from the national and his brother Mm. um and it just came off as no less self-indulgent than the national's music (laughs) ouch um yeah uh I was hopeful. I wanted to learn something about the band. But, but in fact, it just reinforced stereotypes. I don't think that's what this film does. How incredible, though, is it that Prince can be so personal and yet still so relatable? He can talk yeah. about himself on such a deep level. He's not relatable in any sense other than experience mm-hmm. because no one can do what he can do. No, definitely he's not. A motherfucking alien. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the top of it. Yeah. Like he's so otherworldly to yes. me. He is beyond in some ways. And I'm putting him on a pedestal. Uh he was still a human being, but I don't really give a shit if you want to challenge me on that. I think Prince was there's look, there's something to effort. And he had he he was more willing than y'all. Like Everybody, everybody needs to understand how much it takes to create and do what he did. And most people are not built for that. He was built for that. He did it. But he also burnt out real quick. Mm, yeah. I, I think it a takes lot. stress yeah. and pressure and, and time and hardship and pain and sadness and all this stuff to be that good at what you do. Yeah. And that's the lesson in Prince. And that's, I think that's why I got real emotional at the top of this because I hate thinking about what he had to go through. Um, and I wish he didn't do it. Oh, I'd rather him be around. Yeah. He was medicating and stuff, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, the details are not important here necessarily. He's gone. Um, I just think that he was pretty self-aware. Um, he knew how weird how weird he was even. Mm-hmm. You know? I just like the fun stories. Like, there's the Chappelle story about the basketball game and how much he loved basketball. I love hearing stuff like that. When we're talking about humanizing this person, I think it's more important to think about his family. And we don't really have access to that and that's probably for the best but you need to honor that yeah man prince was 
fucking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. We I just, gotta we gotta talk about the movie at least a little bit. We no, gotta get I mean, into the story. I can't talk about this movie. This shit is It's powerful. It's I it's just, a long music video it except is. when it's not. Yeah. You know And when it's not, it's like very jarring. Yeah, I think it's clumsy. I, I honestly if I have if if I have to say like there's this weird little like drum film music that plays <laughs> the bongo thing, yeah. yeah whenever we have like a scene transition or the actors or the actor musicians are just talking to each other or like trying to be romantic there's always this like really cheesy soap opera style music playing in the background yeah um if it's and, not like his song it is uh it's some cheesy elevator type thing almost like no not even not, elevator not it's yeah. like today we're gonna talk about drugs in gym class and they put on the vhs and like that's the music that's playing behind like billy's bad choices so everything you're talking about is just reminding me of a couple scenes that we really do need to cover here sure. let's start with um some uncomfortable stuff uh he takes Apollonia to the lake. A yeah. Lake. Sorry. A, a lake. lake. And that's like their flirty moment. Mm-hmm. And she ends up in the water. Can we call it flirty? Is this? It's supposedly flirty. Uh-huh. And okay. that's where the like <laughs> shitty music kicks in is this first scene. So this is yeah. one of the first scenes where you're thinking, where did this come from? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely where I would then music becomes very noticeable the really cheesy music yeah but also the setup itself what are we doing here well yeah are we in upstate new york like what is this place yeah. um it's very pretty and i really enjoy like the motorcycle and everything like driving through these woods yeah real very good pretty with, uh, uh i think take me with you uh oh i didn't like that one what we do not not my favorite prince song <laughs> I, I was not a fan of it. What don't you like about that? Um, it's really cheesy and the lyrics are like very opaque. They mean kind of nothing. And that was the harshest thing I could have said. It's just the words left my face and, and they were very harsh. I'm sorry. Um, no, the lyrics are kind of boring. They're not really doing anything as compared to any of his other music like literally any of the other music we heard in this movie uh, okay <laughs> i don't know it, i have to respect what you're it, saying sure, just, it's an opinion it's I an think opinion it's, uh, pretty succinct and well-crafted pop song all right cool man um more importantly they go to this lake and apollonia gets in the buff um and has to initiate by jumping into a lake she didn't have to <laughs> she did she was like oh you want to he challenges out? her and yeah she she tries to call him out and he claims that he warned her but warning her means i'm gonna yell at you while you're already, already on your way in. like already naked mm -hmm. and run that's where i'm mad that's where i'm mad this woman had to put on pleather pants while soaking wet um guys, i'm mad for her she didn't need to get naked no i'm not complaining i just think it was forced and i don't 
like that necessarily? It was. I mean, we could have had... If titties have to be in the movie, we could have had titties during the intimate scene. Yeah. We we don't need her... She already shows up in lingerie and shit later. Definitely. We don't need this awkward scene where this poor woman has to... Um, redress in the middle of the woods oh we're that forgetting was so clumsy we and awkward full-on nudity later in the sex scene in which it's very uncomfortable because he's like straight up putting his hands everywhere yeah and I, mm, prince is i think they're dating each other i think we, we were talking about this as we watched it um i think they were seeing each other at the time not so that not that like, matters i mean but at least there's consent right it, it, it's not like hey i'm in this movie and i have to do this like hey we, we're gonna do this later anyway well no um it's very different when a it's very camera different because is you're, present yeah, yeah exactly but i'm yeah. just saying for him to be doing it mm. to let, let, all right let me back up a little bit take it back when i saw it I was gasping because I'm thinking this man is taking liberties. Uh-huh. But she might not have been comfortable with that level of intimacy True. on the camera. They, even though may have a relationship outside of this, have not discussed this. Therefore, she may have been uncomfortable. You're exactly right. But sure. what I'm saying here is I'm hoping <laughs> that uh -huh. because they had a relationship outside of this, that they may have discussed it. And even if they had not, she was still okay with it. That's my hope. Yeah, totally. Um, but if Megan Fox is in a contract for a movie that Machine Gun Kelly is making, uh -huh. and in this movie, um, Machine Gun Kelly does something that Megan Fox is not comfortable with, uh -huh. but they catch it on video uh -huh. um, and decide to use it in the movie, Machine uh -huh. Gun Kelly, who is making the movie, uh -huh. gives no shits about Megan Fox's um, personal preferences on that level of intimacy not he? being in the movie. Why wouldn't he? Uh, uh, he might he might not it's yeah. his movie it's his film yeah it's his movie but he's with her why wouldn't he respect that um because men are assholes oh come on i'm just man. saying hypothetically i mean I, I agree with you 100 mm -hmm. but you you have to see where i'm coming from here just and with I the hopefulness i understand sure. that it's most likely not what i'm idea like it's not my ideal here it most likely is not what i'm hoping sure and i don't want to come but across as a she woman man hater but no men can be skeevy and this <laughs> prince potentially holds all the power in this situation and yeah. that seems dubious i think what i'm probably trying to do here mm-hmm is by defending it and so or not not defending but being hopeful is illustrating and illuminating mm -hmm. how complicated this shit is incredibly complicated because it's kind of like his music he's got full control really whether he brought you into the studio or has you playing live with him or you're in the movie or directing it or uh, a co-star. Like, he manipulates Morris Day in this. Morris Day is not this terrible fucking person that they – they really make him out to be a huge asshole in this. Like, very skeevy. And it's a character. Yeah. But they, they – he plays it so well and they, they, uh, they frame it uh, in a way that that's like who he is, right? Like right. you could come out of the 
the theater believing that's who this guy is. Uh huh. If um Joe, if Nick Jonas makes a movie, Joe Rogan. I'm using oh. a lot of metaphors here so I can accurately understand this. Okay. Um, with my millennial brain. <laughs> so if Nick Jonas is making a movie in which he casts his brother Joe Jonas as an asshole who's being predatory towards a woman, mm. people may walk out of the theater thinking, "Oh my God, Joe Jonas is a predatory asshole." Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether he is or is not in real life. And I feel like Morris Day was done dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had to be a character, which, you know, it unfortunately is the character in his band as well. It's really? kind of okay. the whole vibe is a uh, stylistic ladies man thing. But he takes it too far in the film because he's he's really, really creepy outside of the club on stage. It makes sense. Yeah. Try to be cool. Try to look cute. You know, whatever you got to do. Um, but for him to be so manipulative and he was just that first scene with him and Apollonia at the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just felt bad for him because it does. How are you supposed to sell records when that's your character? And she is so not desperate, but so invested in the idea of becoming a musician that she is willing to give this man time of day. He's exploiting this, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think this woman, this this strong character and or strong woman would give any man like this time of day. No. Uh, oh, no, actually, I think he's fly. I think he's he's rocking a look. And I know you're looking at me crooked about this, but like... Back in the day, Morris Day was a thing. Like that, that was a cool thing to do, and I, I still think it's cool. Personally, you, you think it's cool to be pervy? Clarify for me. What do you think? Okay, outside of the character in this film, you don't really have much context for this band, right? I don't know. So let's not get into that too much until maybe we can explore that. But the songs do perpetuate the stereotype of him being a ladies' man. So, mm. um. And it's not a stereotype. That's just his character. His character is a ladies' man character. But Mm -hmm. again, character. uh, I don't think he really crosses lines musically. Uh, There is a serious discrepancy here in which the women in this movie, I'm talking about Wendy and Apollonia, are super hot. They're very cute, Mm -hmm. right? Even Wendy with her crazy, like, flack of seagulls hair. I'm feeling it. They're very pretty and very talented. And then the men in this movie, I'm talking about Morris Day and Prince, it's like they're into some weird shit and they're also very manipulative towards women. Mm -hmm. Like men have everything in this movie. Yeah. They have Prince who's really cool, Morris Day who's really cool, and hot women. What do women have in this movie? I'm talking strictly about heterosexual women in this situation. Yep. Um, no, you're right. Let, let's move on to um, some of our actual segments here. Oh, but yeah. before, wait a minute. Huh? I I gotta ask a question. Okay. Can Prince ventriloquize? <laughs> yeah, he's got a little puppet. Is ventriloquize a word? <laughs> um, it is now, bitch. Like, yeah. But you know what I mean because the girls uh, in his band introduced mm-hmm. the song. Mm-hmm. And it's purple rain for for Christ's sakes! Like it's purple rain they bring to him. That that's crazy to me that he would give up that idea that he came up with. It. So crazy his, to me. Too. His ego yeah. let go of that, and I'm shocked by that. But uh, the point here is, he's got this little puppet. 
So when he's trying to deflect from the conversation where they're trying to show him their music, mm-hmm. uh, he's talking to them with this weird little puppet that kind of is him, right? Yeah. It's got the purple and it looks like him. Yeah. Uh, and he's not moving his mouth, but there is a voice. It reminds me of the guidance counselor in Bob's Burgers who is constantly trying to get the kids to talk to puppets. Yeah. Or um, uh, the... Mm, what is his name he's the teacher who later became um the south park version of trump what is oh, his name garrison. uh yeah garrison. mr garrison and or mrs garrison yeah. um how he always says the puppet um mr hey yeah. yeah it was just very childlike <laughs> reverting to you know deflecting through a puppet that was fascinating to see because I, you know, I have a vague memory of that, but, um, geez, this is, this show, this is the first time it really put me through something. It oh, was, like our podcast, this show? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is the first time I had doubts about doing this. Girl, I've been bearing my heart and soul since episode one. All well, right, same, I feel. Captain Ron is so personal to me. <laughs> I'm poking fun. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how to really articulate. I I have to defend this movie, and now I have different reasons for having to defend it. It is very complicated, but this is so real. Except it, for the ending. I'm I'm sticking with the idea that that is a Cinderella ending and I'm disappointed. Yeah. These are real things. These are real flawed characters, real people. And yeah. I um, don't like the fact that the industry was like this towards women. But this is an inaccurate portrayal of how the industry treated women. Well, considering my experiences, like my aunt having gone through a lot of musical um issues uh and being introduced to the industry in an unpleasant way and just saying no i'm not gonna i'm not that's not what i'm gonna do now you Um, said to me once that she said to you concerning music you'll know when to quit yeah and and i can't help but wonder if that's in relation to what the industry expects out of you yeah yeah. And for her, that can mean something very different than what it would mean for a man. Yeah. Well, this might be good for the show. Knowing when to quit. She didn't really quit. It's an interesting thing for her to say to me. Um, Because she didn't really quit. She didn't pursue anything professionally, no. But then she did, right? Mm-hmm. She was trying to work out a... Uh, distribution deal for uh, things she recorded back in the 70s like just before she passed so um, that taps into a lot of (laughs) issues with her that I have and that phrase of you'll know when to quit or when to stop because I think even if she didn't know what she was saying, she said exactly what I needed to hear. And, um, yeah, we'll know when to quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. So I think she she meant to be prophetic or at least judgmental in some ways. But I think given more time, if she had more time, I think she would have seen more 
and um, understood what she told me a little bit more, just like I do. Mm. Yeah. Right on. Diane did not like Prince. <laughs> Diane, your aunt did uh, she didn't not dislike like Prince. Prince, but she didn't like it as much as her younger sisters. Uh, my mother and her twin sister are massive fans of Prince, and that's why I know this movie. That's why we're talking about it. And uh, I'm going to ask them mm-hmm. if they think Prince is can ventriloquize. Um, <laughs> I believe they will agree. Audience, he can. please push this phrase. If it's not a real phrase already, uh-huh. or a real word, sorry, uh-huh. ventriloquize. If you are a ventriloquist, please start ventriloquizing. Please show us videos of you ventriloquizing. Use one of those puppets and go, look at me ventriloquizing. Yeah. Just like that. I don't care if it's a sock on your hand. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all about it, man. Boy, oh boy. Finally for segments. I didn't cry. Oh, yeah. I really thought I would. I was getting really emotional during this movie. I um, thought you'd shed some purple rain. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Just sucks, man. I'm Prince is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, for real. He was the best. With that said, who else is the best? Um Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is time for some uh, highlights and lowlights, eh? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah? What you got? Okay, so my favorite, my highlight, the best part of this movie, according to moi, is the introduction. I literally was sitting on our couch with my mouth open, like, just shocked, like, jaw on the floor, what am I watching? And I haven't had a movie do that. And just the way that it instantly like drew me in and made me feel safe and showed me like, these are my people, right? I see a lot of drag elements in here. I instantly see some voguing. I see some like uh, Paris is burning influences in here. And I'm like, yep. Okay, cool. I'm safe. I'm in it. I'm ready to watch this. And of course, the movie totally dismantles that safety. And that's beautiful in its own weird way. Can we just remove the whole lake scene? Yeah. Can we just pop it out? Unfortunately, it's one of the most iconic things in my memory. But really, it's I was a child. I mean, it is titties. I unfortunately, I don't remember it as titties, but I remember the bike. Whoa. Like oh, right, them riding oh, up on the bike okay. in the okay. whole like uh because dude, cinematography is amazing for that. <gasps> it's great. The whole kind of like hallway of trees that they ride through and then the lake is pretty okay. I mean, there's a big pipe there. It almost This looks is like a actually like a a perfect lead in to, you know, one of my other favorite things. I'll pull a Chris and I'll have two favorite oh, things, Jesus. but only two. Jesus. Um, there's this moment where Prince is leaving the music venue. And Prince he's, is leaving the mi- the music venue. Yeah. Prince That's is my leaving. favorite Disney film. <laughs> um, yeah. So Prince is leaving the music venue and he's walking down a fire escape. And the way that the camera like follows him, it's like staring straight up. Um, through the fire escape and you just see like his feet and everything just walking down one direction walking down the other and then eventually landing and the camera does this weird like rotating thing and it was it was really really cool I I thoroughly enjoyed it it put us into the eyes of Apollonia yeah 
And I really appreciated like finally seeing through her eyes, having her perspective for a minute. In her eyes. Um, least favorite is the fucking lake. All right, like I'm just, I'm going off, okay? One, pleather pants, suck ass. And then like pudding. 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 <laughs> pudding pleather pants on Kaylee, wet I didn't legs. know we were getting no. into this here with the no, pudding. No, because they're making another documentary <laughs> about Cosby. And I'm just not ready. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying here is like we have this thing that puts in icon mm-hmm. in a really shitty situation in this you know he's okay with all of this at the time what is the it, purpose a lot of this is probably his idea i i would think but i know it's a lake but where is the porpoise Why the way he teases this, this woman grown-ass people should not behave like children and then she like hops on the bike in her wet clothes and he's like don't get my bike wet and she kisses him on the cheek like fuck off he makes like he is leaving her in the middle of nowhere don't even bone after that they don't even bone it well yeah she jumped in that filthy fucking lake i'm so mad about this whole thing she had to get her hair wet she put her face in that water like that is a full face of makeup and she just like risked smudging everything by jumping into a nasty lake there's gonna be a time in the future Uh uh-huh Everybody looks back at all these movies mm-hmm. and they're like, holy fucking shit. Exactly what we're talking about right now, which is I can't even think about this movie because we just put this woman through some nonsense for some objectification. Mm-hmm. That's crazy mm-hmm. as hell. And she jumped in that like, like she collectively legit people hopefully in the in future will look back at things like this mm-hmm. collectively. I hope. I hope. <sighs> I really, 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 because really I, hope. Because I wanted you to watch this. Mm-hmm. And that shit's embarrassing. I want people to see this the way they see, like, how elephants were treated in the circus. Or, now, like, how, like, that's that's such an atrocity, right? The way right. that we treated animals in circuses. I want totally. people to look back at this and be like, wow, the way we treated women was so fucked. For sure. But if you just rewind, like, 15 seconds, like... <laughs> Before she gets in the water and then cut it, it's we're good. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, there she's you know she takes and... off the jacket and we're good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get her in the water. Why are we doing all of this? No, because now I can't stop picturing like her climbing out of the water like a kelpie. And I know, just it's haunting. you know it's awkward and it's, it's very clumsy, awkward. and I feel so bad for her. I legitimately remembered that. As being awkward as a child. I was so uncomfortable. That's that's why that whole thing is is probably the most memorable section of the film. I remember how iconic it is. The bike uh, rolling up through the trees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just beautiful imagery there. And just not understanding how mean he was to her. Yeah. Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's because women are like a plaything in this situation. Didn't make sense to me as a kid. No, I have always thought about that scene as like the weirdest, most uncomfortable part of the film. It's and there's domestic abuse in this film. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but I could understand why this was weirder to you. That is domestic abuse, actually. So it they're not a couple yet. Yeah, it shows the segue into it. it, it, Okay, these are red flags. Mm -hmm. Apollonia should never end up with him, right? 
Oh, red flags galore. He's yeah. 24 and lives with his parents. Oh. That's kind of a weird thing. Haley. I'm just, I'm you putting it out there. You did not just say that as the first thing. In the myriad of red flags, that Jesus is Triple one H of them. Jesus Triple H Christ. Jesus Triple H Christ. That is like one of the red flags. Shit's complicated. Shit's great. Like he is 24 living at home and it's an abusive situation. It makes me wonder like what level of responsibility he feels um, towards his mother for uh, staying in the house. Uh, he's a musician. Well, yeah, there is that. But he he's playing this money. club like all yeah. the time. He spent all his money on pirate shirts. <laughs> yes, he did. And yeah. it paid off. And dope ass purple suits. Uh, yeah, but he didn't buy that guitar because and she boots. bought it. Boots Galoozies. So much boots. Kaylee, the boots in this thing. Oh, yeah. I watched Drag Race with... Drag, what drag race? Drag, drag, I put a drag. W on race. <laughs> drag, drag Race, race uh -huh. with you. And yeah. they don't wear boots this outrageous. Oh, it's boots the house down. Yeah. Yeah. The house is way on the ground. It is the house down boots. Yeah. It's crazy. Wrinkly as fuck. Like mm -hmm. they're so layered and dense. They're just a pile of boot. Yeah. It's like a, a bucket boot. It's like pirate's booty. But it's ruffled. Yeah. No, that's not accurate at all. <laughs> pirate's booty. If you, actually, if you made a boot out of pirate's booty, that's kind of what it, it would, would look like. It would be ruffled. Yeah. It would look similar. Yeah. Dusty right, well, ass pirate's I, I booty. Got, I got highlights here, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hear your highlight. Since um, this is basically one long music video, I'm hoping we're not going to get interrupted tonight. We audience uh, cross your fingers <laughs> and hope that once I say I start to talk about my favorite thing, mm -hmm. some asshole does not <laughs> come in and talk about some music video that they think is the greatest <laughs> thing they've ever seen um we're not gonna do an interruption tonight because this is a giant music hey, video fingers crossed right we're, i'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try it my bad but you know what um mm -hmm. we're not gonna have a little break for a music video but we will have a little break for our sponsor which is anchor booty drug well, yeah, man. Um, let's see. I do have a couple highlights, I guess. Um, <gasps> You're going to Chris it up with a no, couple of no, highlights? No, I'm going to keep it quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. We keep picking on you. So mean. Uh, phone number on the stairs. Lyric and darling Nikki. What the fuck? Phone number on the stairs. And as he's performing this song, he's walking upstairs and he grabs a little piece of paper. I love that. Uh, yeah. But really, my favorite thing was the backstage stuff. The way the camera moved through the hallways and everything. Oh, man. Sometimes yeah. that shit was so immersive and so cool. And it really helped to um, lend to his emotional state, uh, particularly his anxiety when he was experiencing it. Um, I felt like from a film aspect, that mm -hmm. was probably the most powerful technique uh, in, in or execution of a technique. It reminded me so much of Birdman. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or Whiplash. Yep. Um, and I know you don't like Whiplash that much. No, so no. I'll stick, I think Birdman's a better I'll stick with Birdman. Uh, you know, just visually. Yeah. Just you're going down these long tunnels. And of course, that, you know, takes me 
to, you know, different acting styles. One very weird acting style being this idea that we must like birth the character. So at some point the character must go through like a womb, right? So this long hallway is like birthing a new perception of Prince, right? He mm -hmm. goes into the hallway, distraught, having just sung Purple Rain, and he's like, uh in his own head but then he has this moment where he like hears the crowd cheering he comes back out of that hallway and his birth does Born a again. new person yep. right um a person who maybe uh is not just like his mother or father well for me the backstage the green room all that stuff is a um is a point of pressure yeah it's anticipation it's waiting yeah. And it's even a um, cocoon as, of sorts mm -hmm. where he hits the stage and now he's free. He's um, the pressure has turned him and formed him in some ways. Yeah. Or he is born anew. It just depends on, you know, whatever he's going through at the time and whatever happens in those scenes. But they're so claustrophobic mm -hmm. that they are meant to like they push him back out. Right. The whole. Okay. God damn it. We haven't even talked about how sexual this entire thing is. Oh, very. I think we've talked a and little. I have but... never in my life looked at this movie as a complete sexual metaphor. Interesting. This is so funny. One because. Of the... mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, one of our um, first experiences was I was super, super sick. And you said, yo, just put on some 2001 because I had never seen it before. So I'm super, super sick. Having this only... face Odyssey. Yeah. Having only been talking with you for like a month or two. And I'm like, oh, my God, this whole thing is so sexual. Everything about this is like phallic and... Um, metaphoric to birth or to having sex and you were like wow i've never thought about the movie that way and i don't know if this is just because you know i have well i didn't think about the uh ships that way right okay yeah um now i'm like remembering the actual movie here and what i was talking about um but i, I was texting you and just explaining like how phallic everything mm -hmm. seemed to me and now here we are and i'm talking about wombs and stuff and like my english degree is coming out <laughs> and like all my femlit classes are like your english degree is gay yeah my english degree is so gay i went to a school <laughs> that used to be an all women's college but now is not and um the teachers in my particular uh study are mostly women still um which is powerful and really really affected my education in a positive way um i'm very happy with the school that i went to i want to say something so bad go that for you're it because like. i see you i see never you mind. i see you never mind i see you never mind never mind inappropriate are you sure lay your nope. truth not gonna, be, <laughs> not gonna work okay if i said it in the moment it would work all right fair enough um yeah no 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 sorry for throwing my femme no i'm not sorry I'll throw my femme wherever I want to. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, wait a minute. Excuse this me. is a... Your femme? My femme. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My feminist lens. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it around. Yeah, this whole thing is very sexy. Sexy? The whole movie in general is very sexy. It's very sexually charged. It's super sexual, yeah. Um, even um, Even the jumping in the lake... Beyond well, the titties, it's well, very sexy. The proof is in the uh, money shot at the end. 
Oh, he literally has something sprang from his guitar all over the audience. I never noticed before. Isn't that like a Marilyn Manson move? Maybe, but they do it so briefly in this film, like in so subtly in some ways. I I say subtly, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we caught it and but it is kind of quick, which, you know, orgasms are. Well, yeah. Jesus. (laughs) I found myself just saying, well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Checks out, Prince. <laughs> Great job. All right. Well, yeah. You did it, Prince. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just have to like roll over and be okay with what just happened. Because he's Prince, for yeah. Christ's sake. And so much of it is very powerful. There. Okay. If I were to remake this, mm-hmm. or if anyone, I think, were to remake this, especially anybody that's in the industry and Dear is God. qualified and capable, um, remake this and do more family stuff. Have more of the family shit there. Yeah. Because it the first time we see him interacting with the parents, it's just domestic violence. He gets knocked down. It's less than 30 seconds, seconds the entire scene. Yeah, really, I don't connect with the parents until we have that moment where the dad talks about his music and he's like playing the piano and, and the wife, um, the mom... It has been abused at this point and, you know, it's just um, showing the signs she left. of She's that gone. abuse. She yeah. left. Yeah. And that's why he tries to kill himself. <sighs> Jesus. But this he beat the thing. shit out of her. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for him. And he lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of mad that he lives at the end of this movie. Why is that, Captain Ron? The... Okay, first off, not appropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the power of him finding the music mm-hmm. is diminished. I don't fully understand him finding the music. The dad said... I don't put my stuff... He says some dumbass bullshit. He is a reflection of trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's why this movie was painful for me. So that leads me to... Some of my low light, which is, uh, fuck, this was a bummer in some ways. It was a bummer in a lot of ways, man. Like, this but I don't think it's a bad movie, and I can't knock a movie for that. But, like, for me, it just brought up so much, and I don't know that I was ready to really think about Prince right now, not tonight. Mm. I miss him so much. Um, I'm not related to him, and I miss him that much. It's 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 stupid, but it's it's real. Like I do. Like I think he's amazing, mm-hmm. and I wish he was still around. He should still be around. It's it sucks, but you know, if for the show, for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. man, that little uh, butt shake he does at the end. Oh, I love like, it before the last song. Uh huh. That should have been the end of the movie. They didn't need to do a whole other song. In my notes, I just wrote ass. It's already almost two hours. <laughs> you don't need the whole last song. But they did it like a concert. The whole movie's kind of like a concert. Right. You get an encore. It's, it, 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 is, it is paced more like a concert than it is like a traditional film. The whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I can appreciate. Again, this thing informs so much for me moving forward. We really haven't talked about any of that. The things that I do and think about musically and like love about music, they're all present here. 
Mm-hmm. It's shocking to me how much of this shit is like intertwined in everything that I am passionate about. Aside from the misogyny and, you know, abuse. Although the abuse is there because there's abuse in my life, in my history. So, of course, it's in... Like, this fucking... This movie is unwatchable for me at this point. Mm, Wow. Okay. It's like a memory now. Hmm. I don't want to... I don't want to uh, lock and key this shit. I don't want to get inside my head and look at this memory anymore. I don't know that I necessarily have movies that do this for me, but there are like songs that I can't listen to anymore. Because the songs of... I will listen to, but sure. But it, I really don't have this with a movie. I mean, any movie that I have seen once, I could probably see again. But there are songs that I can't listen to. Not so. Not so. You know what? Not watching that again. Great yeah. point. Thank there you. you. Go. I got um, you. Good callback to back. a prior episode. <laughs> Um, please listen to the episode on Saw. Don't watch the movie. Norbit? Uh, Norbit, I would watch again, but That's right. That's um, right. only if the power was out and we could only watch DVDs. I think, man, I want to do Norbit on this show so bad. Oh, <laughs> no. We've already done we are We watched that before we started the show. No, 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 no. Well, I hate to bum everybody out, and I don't know how, how edited this thing will be. I don't know that I want to edit a lot of it, honestly. This is this is kind of the point of the show for me. It is. I have learned much. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for something to like shake one of us up and like really it's it, it's not even about the mo- movie at this point. Hmm. Yeah. It's about like what it does to you as a person and what it may have done to you as a person. Media affects us. Like, and they're not controlling us at all. I'm not saying it's like the reason for anything, but Jesus Christ, does it just enter your bones? Kojima says his body is 70% movies. I understand that, man. This is the kind of shit that like really makes me connect with that statement. Yeah. And it, you know, fuck, man. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Mm-hmm. This is... You know, a very beloved movie. This is a genius. From my understanding. This is a creator that is able to tap into something that too many people can connect with. And I danced to some of these songs at my prom, yeah. right? Like I Timeless some of it. Yeah. it. It's timeless. The music means so much to so many people. I mean, it starts with let's go let's get uh let's go crazy and it's like that's one of the greatest sounds you could ever hear. This was really tough. Thank you. I was not expecting to ever feel this way watching a movie for this show. And we didn't really explore a lot of that here. It just, it is so tied to so many things like throughout my life. You wonder if these cornerstones influence or resonate. That's that's all I can say. Hmm. How do you feel? I, I think I already made my comment about watching this again, and I don't think I can. I think I, I'll probably change my mind at some point for nostalgia uh, purposes, but um, sentimentality and all. But um, I'm not eager to watch this anytime soon myself. How do you feel about that? 
Um, I would make this bitch way famous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's already famous. It's already famous. Yeah. I'm gonna make it famous again. Yeah. You um, keep it famous. Forever. I think people should watch this. If you were listening yeah. in right now and you haven't watched this and you're just kind of like listening in to see if you should watch it, here I am saying you should watch it. Sounds totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally check this movie out. I definitely I, recommend it. I personally yeah. can't, but yeah, I, I do think that everyone I would watch this. I would watch it again. Um, the lake scene, of course, is very difficult. Any of the domestic violence scenes Look, are very difficult. But she yes. takes the jacket off. Fast forward, what thirty seconds mm -hmm. after that, and then we're back on a motorcycle. You can't do that in, though, because you know why, audience. I'm telling you to just enjoy the boobies, <laughs> and that's not what we're about here. No, we're about enjoying the movies. Mm -hmm. We're not. We don't have colds. The movies, not the boobies. Okay. Right. So while you can enjoy the boobies. Yeah. You should enjoy the movie. So Check don't skip any part of this. Yeah. Ingest the whole thing. Digest after that. You can still enjoy the titties after, excuse me, boobies. Boobies. <laughs> after <laughs> taking in the whole film. Yeah. That's fine to have fond memories of that. I do too. But guess what I don't have fond memories of? Watching Apollonia, this wonderful woman, mm -hmm. great actor, fantastic singer, mm -hmm. dancer, having her jump in what looks like poo water. Yeah. It's not cool. No, definitely not. But there, are, there's balance to all things. That's why you got to watch it all. Yeah, man. Um, I will watch this again. I will at some point um, just because it is so good um, musically. And uh, it does mean a lot to you. And I enjoy getting to know you more and more. And I feel like upon a second viewing, I'll, I'll catch more stuff. Yeah, I am looking forward to whatever you tell me about your conversations with my mother about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Fun times. All right. So everybody go watch this movie. Um, and maybe you only will watch it once. Maybe maybe you can't handle it and it is kind of tough to see prints for you. I, I understand that. But otherwise, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Yeah. And At in the meantime, once. while you're watching this movie, we're going to be watching another movie. What that is. Are you ready? What are we watching next? What are we watching next? We are watching Mighty Joe Young. Jidey Mo Young. With the Charlize Therons and Whoa. a very, very big ape. Whoa. Hmm. Ape or gorilla? I think he's a he's a he's a gorilla. Because I he's feel like I am vaguely familiar with Joe Young, and I want to say I've seen gorillas in their marketing. Yes. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Young Joseph. No, I have not. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I wasn't sure if you had or hadn't. Um, this is a movie that we had on VHS. Um, I watched it a lot. I'm very excited. Um, the monkey is really cute. The monkey, the <laughs> ape, or the gorilla, whatever it Whoa, is. Whoa, it could be all three. It could be all three. I don't know. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, I'm very, very hyped to watch this movie with you. It's got some powerful stuff in it. All right, then. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Disney produce, I'm assuming? Yeah, does. Okay. We gonna watch that next time. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch it beforehand, please do. 
It's always better, I think, when you're in the know on these things. If you know if it's a monkey, ape, and or gorilla, please send your email responses to lookwhatyoumademeview at gmail.com. If you want to know what bonus episodes we have available, if you want to know what funny memes we're putting out into the interwebs, you can check us out. We're on Instagram. We do have visual content. We do. I make <laughs> cute cartoons. We, yeah. And they don't necessarily show up on everything. No. But when we make them, Ryan makes them so good. I draw cute little cartoon versions Debatable. of us and our guests. Ryan superimposes those cute little cartoons onto yeah. movie posters. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, check us out. We are Look What You Made Me View on Instagram. Yeah. And, good uh, times. and I swear for God, mm -hmm. if you want to submit some artwork <laughs> inspired by our show, we are full on welcome to that. So again, look what you made me view at gmail.com and look what you made me view or at look what you made me view on Instagram. Um. Uh, where we're hey. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see you guys. Next time, and I'm sorry, I keep saying next week, but you know, it's the week after next. Next time. You know what we doing. Mm-hmm. We are looking at what we viewing. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>